Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, all you fans of the greatest podcast by two priests in Payne County, Oklahoma, which there's a small collection of you all in the, when we say small collection, we mean like a couple hundred thousand or so. And that what we got? Did you think, Father Brian? Listeners? Uh, fans. Fans. A couple hundred. Thousand? Mary Frost. Shout out to Mary Frost. She texted me. Did she texted me. you that she te- thing too? She, yeah, texted me this morning. Yeah. And we're now at the... I don't, I don't know what app she's using or what, but we're the top podcast that she listens that to. That she listens to. Or the most frequent. I don't huh. know. That doesn't mean the best. It just means the most frequent. You could connect the two together. I think like more people go to McDonald's than any other place. That doesn't mean it's the best restaurant. Oh, ouch. You know? I like their French But anyway, fries. shout out, Mary. She's in California. California. But went to OSU. California. So we have listeners all over the country and in Turkey. I'm sorry, what? We have listeners all over the country, mostly in Oklahoma. There's this, there's great stats you can get when you when you look at like the what? podcast. Wait, wait, go, go back to this about Turkey and people in Turkey, like in the country of Turkey. There's like eight, there were like eight downloads last month, wow. and some other places. Oh, well, fantastic! But well, anyway, we welcome you. Welcome, all we're, are welcome. We're glad to hear. Yeah, so all shout out welcome. Mary Frost. And so if you listen to the show, I'm gonna say two things. If you listen to the show. I think every once in a while we would like some feedback. Okay. Cuz we, you know, we're doing this every week. We've been doing this is our 131st episode. Remember that time when you tried to like begin the the yes, episode with to the num- episode number 3 or 4 and then and, you And I put the kibosh. You just, you yeah, you were like mean about it. I came it. in like a wrecking ball. You were mean. <laughs> uh and anyway, but so yeah, so what do you think? So we're always looking for you know topics. I mean, we have we have a list of like things fan we, favorites we think we should talk about. So like last week was about the first commandment. Oh, so yeah. we're gonna have shows in the future about the second commandment and the third commandment. Are we gonna put them in order? And, uh, I mean, eventually, yeah. Oh, okay, got yeah. It. Um, but anyway, if you have an idea, we would like to hear it. Doesn't mean we're gonna do it. But if you have an idea, let us know. And then also you can leave, go on like iTunes and leave a review, mm-hmm. um, only if it's five stars. If it's not five stars, take it elsewhere. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I wanted to say, <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to say is that it's the end of the year. And so a lot of people out there are um, are do like their end of year giving. Uh-huh, to buildingsaints.com to help so build I the church. So I want to offer two things. So obviously, <laughs> Father Kerry is building a church. Uh-huh. Uh, and so could use your help. And the, so the website is? Buildingsaints.com. There we go. So go to that, and you can buy a brick, or you can give like a ton of money. Yeah, there's a, there's a half a million dollar matching fund to the end of the month. Wow, for so anybody? For anybody who gives wow. $2,500 to a penny, we have a donor that will match that. Bam. Bam. So Up to half a million out. bucks. And then uh, also, I mean, so, you know, give your money where you want, of course. You know, supporting your local parish, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, the radio ministry at St. Francis Xavier, which which funds this uh, whole operation, as well as our sun- Saturday, uh, Sunday morning radio mass that we put on. You Correct. can give to that. And then we're also trying to pay down our debt. That's our new our new thing. Uh, we have a one point two million dollar debt on our building. What? On the big on the new church on our new church. Really? Really? Oh. So we've tried to like kind of get that out, but now we're kind of in a mode where we're looking to pay that down. Mm, good idea. So we're looking to try to raise probably about two hundred thousand dollars before the end of the year if we can, and knock that get that down to below a million. That would be awesome. And then just work and work and work and try to t- knock it out. Booyah. Um. 
Well, happy Advent. Happy Advent to you, yeah. good sir. Yes, we are. Uh, we're we're rocking it. Um, yeah. Were you going to say something there? No, I was well, just, there was this long dramatic pause. It's just been a good Advent. I feel like prayer. My prayer is really good. Yes. Uh, yes. I went to confession a couple weeks ago. That was excellent. You went down to Hugo, and that like I did. I was supposed to go see my parents at Thanksgiving for but that gobble didn't, gobble that turkey didn't, day. That didn't work out, and so I went down to a Hugo. Saw Father Todd Nance. Hugo Antlers Boswell. Yes. So those are the, there's one one priest, three parishes. Hugo uh, Antlers Boswell. The Hugo Antlers and then Boswell spent, Metroplex. Spent a little time in Tulsa. I'm seeing some people. And Having some fun. Spent some time at the cathedral. Had some fun last Friday with uh, Father Vince Fernandez. Oh yes. Shout out. Um, so today, I think Father Kerry, uh, not only this weekend is the second. There's a lot going on liturgically. Can I just oh. say that? So. Thursday, let me let me back up. Last okay. Wednesday night, oh, you gave a stirring talk. <laughs> I don't know about uh, stirring at our at our parish. <laughs> Gut wrenching. On Thursday uh, was the feast of Saint Francis Xavier. Oh yes, the patron saint of our parish. Gloria, so we had Gloria. Mass, uh, we had mass Thursday evening, and that, and that was awesome. And then. This weekend is the second Sunday of Advent, Correct. so that's there's that's awesome. The readings are awesome, getting us ready for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then this Tuesday, uh, December the eighth, is the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Conception! Mary, which also and happens to be the name of the church in Hugo. Really? How about that? And Immac- Pawhuska. Immaculate Conception. Immaculate Conception. Patronal feast days of those churches. Yeah. And, and then our, the United States of America. And Our Lady of Guadalupe is coming up. And Our Lady of Guadalupe is Saturday at noon. Wow. Misa en Español, Mass in Spanish. Misa en Español, noon. que hora? A las noon. doce. Because it's a Saturday. So usually we do in the evening, but it's a Saturday, so we have like Saturday confessions and evening Mass. So we're doing it at noon. So it'll be subdued. So we're going to have the mañanitas on Friday? Um, No, so we're Saturday. just really just all Saturday morning. There's going to be dancing. Uh, we're doing a procession, rosary at 10, procession at 11 around the church, and then mass at noon. Okay. It's going to be awesome. And all are welcome. We're having a mariachi. Well, oh, really? It's gonna are you going to have awesome. some chow, too? Some no, there's no because of COVID. <gasps> COVID. Oh. Because last God. year we did, we had like 500 people jammed oh, into the parish Oh, that's right. Hall. It was crowded. <laughs> yeah, there were people outside, yeah. inside. We were like, excuse me, can you hurry up and finish so that you, so someone else can have your seat? Because there's 40 other people that want to sit down? Good hospitality. Here, have <laughs> this. No, hurry up. Uh, so the, I, I think we should talk about Immaculate Conception. Um, of who? Think, of, of who? Of, of Jesus? Well, that's what we're going to talk the about. The Immaculate Conception so of Jesus? The Immaculate Conception, I think just generally speaking, especially here in Oklahoma, very very Protestant. Uh, mix, mix, there's like it's a very yeah. So 8, I think there's so many misconceptions about Catholics and our devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so this show, okay. I don't think we do a whole show on that. I mean, we could at some point. I think we okay. have in the past maybe in our any of our 130 previous episodes. Um, but I think it's we're, we're, it's misunderstood how there's a sense that Catholics have among some, not all, but some Catholics have like a weird relationship with Mary that we that we pay too much attention to Mary, and so when these solemnities come about, whether it be Immaculate Conception or right after that, or like Our Lady of Guadalupe, you know that that there that we have statues of Mary in our churches. That we have mm-hmm. these feast days, you know, that are sort of centered around 
Mary rosaries, um, the rosary, scapulars yeah, of the I Blessed Virgin can, Mary. I think can can be confusing to some. I know we just had uh, our, our RCIA, so we have about 20 people who are preparing to become Catholic at Easter. Uh, and our topic Tuesday night was like Mary and the Saints. Deacon Glenn Collum gave a okay. gave a good gave a good talk. Um, but it's it's something that a lot of people kind of just struggle with uh, generally. Do you find that too on the on the proverbial college campus? There's a, there's always questions about it. I think there's the also the misconception, what I like to call it, the Marian misconception that most people think the Immaculate Conception refers to Jesus. Or the Immaculate Conception is just a, a play route in uh, football. <laughs> the Immaculate Reception. The Immaculate, yeah, and actually, the Hail so Mary Pass. I, was it a couple weeks ago you had you were like making fun of me for uh, for using the whole title of liturgical <laughs> feasts? But, it, but it's helpful when you know that December 8th is the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Which is a— If you just call it Immaculate Conception, you're being unclear— about who are we talking about? John the Baptist? Are we talking right. about Jesus? Are we talking about your are we mom? Talking about Joseph? Are we talking about your mom? Don't talk about my mom. <laughs> that was mean. My mom listens. Oh no, you're in trouble now. I am in. She calls me, gives me her, like a review of the show. Maddie, Maddie, <laughs> Father Kevin's talking about me again. My dad's gonna beat you up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Once they leave their house <laughs> after COVID, come and get me. Um, yeah, so th- this is the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So what is the Immaculate Conception celebrating? It's celebrating that Mary was conceived, not just that she was conceived, but that she was conceived without original sin. Okay, boom. Okay, so there's now, a lot there. Now, here, I'm going to defend the other side. I'll defend the other side. The, the other side is this, because you wanted to talk about original sin along with I do want to talk this, about original because sin. Because what does St. Paul say in his letters? Um, how many people are born without sin? Everybody is born into sin. Everybody has sinned and is deprived of the glory of God. Yeah, what do you got to say about all that? All have fallen short. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so, so what do you got to say about that? Huh? Yeah, so why Come isn't... Yeah, why isn't... That, that, would, that would seem so, to include... Mary. And it says everybody. It doesn't say like... Everybody except Mary. Yeah, exactly. So what do you got to say about that? I don't. You got nothing? That's what we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. So yeah, so what does that mean? Because that's a, that's a phrase. I mean, I've, in, in discussions I've had with, uh, with some of my Protestant brothers and sisters, they'll say like, no way. Mary was not immaculately conceived because St. Paul says... All people. All have fallen short of, of the glory of God. So what would you say? I don't know. Well, I have an answer for it. Go for it. Well, that's my answer. Sinners need saviors. Sinners need saviors. Right. So a little little bit of silence. Just a little bit of silence. So let's think about the the rest of the scriptures. Because scripture doesn't contradict itself. Yeah. So I would say, I think the best argument there is that sinners need saviors. And, but we would also say that Mary needed a savior correct even though she never sinned correct she needed a savior that it's only through the the death and resurrection of jesus christ it's only through his precious blood that man and woman are saved that everybody is saved even mary okay so if we start with that in mind if we start with that like everybody is deprived of the glory of god and needs a savior and the Savior is Jesus. He has a name and is Jesus. Now, 
we go back. I, I think there's a moment when, like, when we have to go back and we have to read the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter, let's see, one or six? No, two. Luke chapter two. Luke two. Yeah, yes. because there's this moment when this angel appears before Mary, right? Luke one. Is that Luke 1? Yep. Luke 2? Okay. It's in the first two chapters of yep. the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 2 is the birth. Right. So the uh, the angels already appeared to uh, Zachariah in the temple and said, y- y- your wife will have a child um, and it'll be born. And then uh, Zachariah goes on a, basically a nine-month silent retreat to think about what he failed to say properly to the angel. Then that angel appears to Mary and says, it says, in, in interestingly, in Greek, when you read it in Greek, because, you know, as someone said to me one time, well, if the Bible was in English was good enough for Jesus, it was good enough for me. I love that. And I was like, uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like the Bible was so the New Testament not written in English. So we were deprived in a way of the richness of the language. And if you wrote it out, it would be that moment of the angel talking to Mary is a moment that is both perplexing to her and us because the angel approaches Mary and says some words like this, Hail, highly favored one, having been made full of grace. When when you read the Mary full of grace, you, you read it, and it's like, wait a second. You stop and say, okay, where does grace come from? Well, grace only comes from the death, not just the death, it also has to have the resurrection because if uh-huh. you die on a cross, it doesn't mean you're the savior of the world. You're going to rise from the dead. So it's from the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that then grace comes down upon the world. Yep. Without Jesus' death and resurrection, there is no grace. Boom. Okay, one right there. But how does Mary have grace before yeah, the death, like, uh, before even the birth of Jesus, the, the conception of the second person of the Holy Trinity. Yeah, she was conceived. I mean, so she was, however old she was, when she when Jesus was conceived in her yes. womb by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about two decades before that. Right. How when is it, she was conceived right. in exactly. the womb of St. Anne, Right. So, d- so you look back and you're like, okay, she's already made full of grace, and like Jesus hasn't even he come, hasn't even become incarnate. So something flesh. so something as different about this girl than all the other girls in the world. So then we start to think back. We walk back and we start to re- basically reverse engineer this and start asking some serious mm. questions like okay, what does it mean to be full of grace before? What does it mean? Like what does this mean? Like if you're going to be the temple of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will come down upon you. What in what condition does this have to be? And it, and we say, in order to be a dwelling place of God, just like the Ark of the Covenant was a dwelling place of God, the temple has to be pure, because in the prophet Isaiah and in the Old Testament, anytime the temple was un- impure, unclean, what did God do? Who's like hunking deuces? I'm out of here, and he would leave the temple. <laughs> so uh, that's Mary is the Holy Spirit's coming. She's the temple of the Holy Spirit, but she also has to be pure. And so that original sin that comes from the first Eve is not in the second Eve. Yes, yeah, so we would say it's like it's anticipatory grace. 
I like there's a Catholic Answers, uh, which is a wonderful website, catholic.com. Um, I think especially on these kind of Marian issues, mm-hmm. if you're interested in, in apologetics, kind of defending the faith, catholic.com is a great, great place. They got a, they got a whole bunch of stuff. But they use this. They This is, this is an, an interesting analogy. They say this. Suppose a man falls into a deep pit and someone reaches down to pull him out. The man has been saved from the pit. Now imagine a woman walking along, and she too is about to topple into the pit. But at the very moment that she is to fall in, someone holds her back and prevents her. She too has been saved from the pit, but in an even better way. She was not simply taken out of the pit. She was prevented from getting stained by the mud in the first place. They say this is an illustration Christians have used for thousands of years to explain how Mary was saved by Christ. By receiving Christ's grace at her conception— she had his grace applied to her before she was able to become mired in original sin and its stain. I like Bolton Sheen's line. What's he says, his line? His line is, if, if you were going to make your mother, how would you create her? Oh. And he said, perfect. Yep. Like, if you're going to make something, you don't make it with defects. You want to make it perfect. You you make a meal. You put it out there. You want people to be like, oh, this is so delicious. You don't want to like, you know, have them get food poisoning. So God makes his mother that which he's going to be a dwelling place of, the second person of the Trinity, perfect mm. to save her from the pit. Mm. Like, why wouldn't you, you, you? Everybody wants their mom to be saved from the pit. I like that. So what would you say to, uh, you know, so the, 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 uh, the the uh, doctrine of the immaculate conception, um, in in one sense, is is kind of n- is new, fun uh, and fresh. In that it was uh-huh. uh, it was given to us. It was sort of pro- it was promulgated by uh, uh, Pope Pius the ninth, eighteen fifty four. You sure about that? I am. Okay. So, what would you say to someone who said, like, see, you guys, you didn't even you didn't even believe this until eighteen fifty four. You guys made it up in 1854, and so everyone from 1854 beyond now has to believe it. But it didn't. It, this the whole thing didn't exist in 1853, and before. Right. What? How does that work? Oh, uh, how does that how does that work? You made it up. <laughs> we made it up. It goes it, it goes something like this. Here's a little story I'm about to tell about the Council of Nicaea that you don't know so well. Okay, anyway, you go back to the Council of Nicaea in 325. Yes. And what what did the Council of Nicaea promulgate? It promulgated the creed of who is God? Yep. Who is the Son? Who uh, the Chalcedon added the the Holy Spirit. Okay. So w- why did we have to why did Constantine the emperor called the council. Is is it because people didn't believe that Jesus was God? Yes. Did Christians already believe that Jesus was God? And the answer is affirmative yes. Yes, of course. So for, for 325 years, it wasn't like, oh, uh, yeah, we don't believe Jesus is God. No, in 325, they got together to say, y'all over there who do not believe Jesus is God, I love the word anathema. You be cast out if you don't believe this. You are not a Christian if you don't believe Jesus is the the son of the eternal father and consubstantial with the father. Those were just reaffirmations of what was already believed for 300 and some change years. The Immaculate Conception is the affirmation of something that has always been true. 
It's always been true. Yep. The scriptures reveal yep. it to us. Yep. And so it's there. And then sometimes it takes us a, a season to unpack these things. And other times there's a necessity of promulgating it when people don't believe it. We tell them, this, do you need to believe this? And also go to mass on that day. Because your salvation, in a way, is being born that day. Yeah, so Mary Mary immaculately conceived brought about the conception of Jesus which brought about his life, which brought about his ability to suffer and die and rise. Well, yeah, two things I love about the immaculate conception. One is that this fe- this feast day is also all about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it, come, yeah, listen to the readings. The solemnity is all about Jesus. All the <laughs> all the Marian devotions come from one word. Do whatever well, one phrase. Do whatever he tells you to yeah. do. Like Mary is always pointing at her son. Do whatever he tells you to do. You know, after she says that, she don't say another word in the scriptures. She says that phrase in John's gospel and then says a, not another peep after that. The second thing I love about the Immaculate Conception Feast Day, I'm ruining my homilies right now. Just one right. Don't worry, no that. one listens to the show. Oh, good. Except for the people in Turkey. Okay, so you people <laughs> in Turkey, if you would also not like put some data points and bust it on social media and ruin my Immaculate Conception homily. The second thing I love about the Immaculate Conception Feast Day is this. It's the way things should have been. Yeah. The way things should have been that God gave us this life full of, you know, this life full of his own life, which we, we, you know, we call grace full of the divine life. We shared, as Genesis says, we shared in God's image and we shared in his own likeness. And then when the tempter shows up, when the seducer, when Nashan, this great Leviathan, this beast shows up, the accuser, as they call him in Greek in the, in the book of Revelation, and when he shows up, we're like, oh, yeah, I, I really think you got a much better plan for life than, than God over there. Yeah. And so the, the, the beauty of it is, is to stop and look and say, this is the way life should have been. We should have been receptive to grace. We should be able to be disciples. Free of sin. Yeah, free of sin. Been disciples. I mean, Mary is the first disciple. She's the first one to say yes. You know that line? I love that line when when they say, Jesus, your mother and your brothers and sisters are here. Which brothers and sisters we've talked about in a a podcast years ago. Uh, Your mother and brother and sisters are here. And he says, my mother, my brother and sisters. It's in the Gospel of Luke. Are those who listen to the voice of God and then act on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And Mary is the only one in the scriptures at that moment who has listened to the voice of God, the angel, and then said, fiat, fiat mihi secundum verbum tuum. Let it be done unto me according to your word. That, that is mm-hmm. like she is the first disciple of, <clears throat> of the second person of the Holy mm-hmm. Trinity at every name, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Yeah. She became a disciple at the moment of the Annunciation. But all through her life, she was able to say yes, 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 because she was full of grace. And I love it in the, in the liturgy of for December eighth. You know, obviously, it's it's we're celebrating this in the context of of the mass of the Holy Mass. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, what is the mass? The mass is about Jesus. 
mm-hmm. you know, offering uh, the, the the son to the father. And so you're going to hear that all throughout. So it's not this sort of hour-long worship of Mary. Um, <laughs> it's Mary point, pointing and pointing and pointing to her son, ultimately, who ought to be the center of our life. I agree. Are you having mass on December eighth? Uh huh. We're having mass in the what morning. Time? Morning in the evening. We have our nine oh nine, our nine oh nine mass. Yeah. And then we'll have mass in the morning for people who can't come as oh, well. Oh, that's nice. It's a great opportunity okay. also to celebrate the the liturgy. I mean, you get good day to pray the rosary uh-huh. also. Find it, some time. Uh, the 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 immaculate conception I think is like <clears throat> hitched like a sled dog to Our Lady of Guadalupe too. Yes. Which is feast day is December. December twelfth. Yeah. Guadalupe, 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 Or as the little kids used to sing it at St. Thomas More. Guadalupe, Guadalupe, and they would come in with their little bigotes and their little uh, what was that? That's the, my favorite. The Tilmas. The, yeah, the little little like these little boys dressed up as as St. Juan Diego. And the Padre. Buenas noches. Is that it? I would say. <laughs> are you are, are you four years old with a mustache? Uh-huh. He's like, here's me bigote. <laughs> it's my mustache. It was so great. See, little kids dress up as, as Juan Diego. But the, the, this feast day goes the same way because it's, it, it's showing us who the mother of God is. Because in the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, there is Mary um, pregnant. She's dressed in those clothing of uh, of the indigenous people. She's the woman clothed with the sun, yeah. with the moon at her feet and the crown of 12 stars around her head from the book of Revelation. So it's it's one continuous story of, of the woman because that's, you know, John describes her as the woman in his gospel. He said, Jesus says, woman, what is this to you and to me? It's also what he sees when he looks into heaven, the woman clothed with the sun with Mm -hmm. the moon at her feet. Mm -hmm. This is just the continuation of our lives that she radiates the divine son. That's her mission as the temple of the Holy Spirit, as the temple of God. And it also tells us about our mission as Christians. It's like our mission is to bear fruit, is to radiate the divine life. To bring Christ. To bring Christ into yeah. the world, to bear Christ in our bodies, yes. and so Mary, Mary does all those things. That's very Adventy too, you know. Like, I mean, what is Advent? We're waiting for the Lord's, for the Lord's coming, his his Advent mm-hmm. at Christmas, and who ultimately who who's bringing him, who's carrying him around, Mary, mm-hmm. you know, and then who gives birth to him, Mary. But then that image, you know, as a, as a disciple, she brings forth Jesus. But then for us, it's not a. This might be taking it too far, but it's not. You know, it's not like I'm not. I'm not pregnant with Jesus, but like symbolically, I'm bringing. Hopefully, in my life, I'm bringing Jesus to everywhere I go. I'm a Christ bearer, um, bringing him into the various situations of the world in which I find myself. And that can be the joy, you know, the joy of baptism or a wedding, uh-huh. bringing Jesus, bringing Christ. But then also, you know, in, a, in funerals and hospitals and nursing homes, and I'm going to bring Jesus to these places where, or, you know, as, as missionaries, missionary disciples, bringing Jesus where he is not found into people's hearts who don't know him or are hostile to him. 
Yeah. Which we saw. I mean, that's all over the Gospels. That's nothing new. Pontius Pilate, hostile. The Pharisees, Sanhedrin, hostile. Hostile. The crowds. Saul of Tarsus, who became St. Paul. Yeah. Murderously hostile. Hostile. Yeah. And nothing's changed. That's awesome. Nothing's changed. Yeah, I mean, if we think like, oh, yes, uh, this is so new that people are hostile to the gospel, it's like, no, leave the, leave the United States and go to Asia or Africa. Or live in the United States. Or go to Central America it in the 80s. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... All right, so make some plans now to come to Mass on December the 8th. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have four Masses oh, at wow. St. Francis. Because it's like a Sunday. I mean, it it's is. A, so we have, we have four Masses on Sundays, and we're going to have four Masses for the Holy Day. We're going to have Mass at 7 a.m., 12.10 p.m., 5.30 p.m. and then 7.30 p.m. in Spanish. Oh. And I hope that you'll come. Ours is going to be and 9 those. and 9. 9.09, oh. 9.09. Nice. Because uh, I mean, we only have to have two because most of our students are leaving Yeah, yeah, now. no, I got you. Oh, there's a lot of students. And then we're going to have confessions too during, right before and during. Oh, so classes. so are we. So are we too. No, you're not. <laughs> you only have one priest. We have twice as many priests as you. I'm going to bilocate. You can't. Call Pratt and something. Get him over here. What's yeah, he doing? he's a lazy bum. <laughs> and on that note uh, so anyway thanks for joining us we wish you a blessed advent uh, we'll see you next week uh, maybe next week we'll talk about getting ready for Christmas it's beginning to look a lot like advent alright have a great week God bless you peace peace